Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's good to be back. We certainly have a lot to get to. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with the details of my trip. It was fantastic. I got some much-needed R&R. Did a little exploring. Got a little beach time. Got around the golfing. So, all is right in the world. We got a lot to get to as we break down the beginning of the 2020 baseball season with pitchers and catchers making their way down to Florida and Arizona, respectively. And I'm never one of these guys, for what it's worth, that gets all pumped up, that gets all excited about the idea of pitchers and catchers. Because for me, it's like, geez, let me see him playing in a spring training game. All right, maybe I'll excite me a little bit. That's still like, what, a week plus away? But what excites me is the start of the baseball season actually beginning, not the overall symbolism of it. I'll get all fired up that first Thursday, whenever the season starts in March, and Garrett Cole's on the mound in Baltimore, and Jacob DeGrom is on the mound here in New York, and then the 2020 baseball season gets underway. So I'm not one of these guys that gets all fired up about pitchers and catchers. I know some do. I don't. There's a lot to get to, though, as far as the baseball, as you lead into the storylines that will dominate throughout February and March. And look, the sign-stealing scandal involving the Houston Astros, the collateral damage of what you saw from the Boston Red Sox firing Alex Cora, and then the New York Mets in their situation with Carlos Beltran. It's not going away. The Houston Astros are getting prepped right now by their owner, or they're going to on Wednesday, about what they should say, what they shouldn't say. Former members of the Astros, and I'm sure Garrett Cole's going to have to hear about this too when he meets the members of the media. They're going to be asked and peppered with the same questions that Marwin Gonzalez got with the Minnesota Twins and apologized, basically, for what went on and couldn't say with certainty if it, Influenced the Astros going in, winning a World Series. Joe Musgrove had to deal with it. And the Athletic came out with a story just when I was landing at JFK discussing Carlos Beltran. And I'll admit, I was pretty adamant when Beltran's name was front and center that the Mets should stand by him. That the Mets had made a decision that they'd done their due diligence, or at least I wanted to believe they did their due diligence. And Carlos Beltran was going to be that manager. You know what? I was dead wrong on that. Sometimes you got to admit when you're wrong, you're wrong. The Mets, by reading this story and finding out more of the intricate details involving Beltran really being this ringleader, being a guy that is going to continue to come up in the news Anytime we read or hear about the sign-stealing scandal, probably would be a distraction for the 2020 Mets. 
So I kind of downplayed that a couple weeks ago. I'll admit, you know what? I got that one wrong. The issue you have, still trying to figure all of this out from a Mets standpoint, for a team that's going through the vetting process of hiring a manager, whoever it may be, this is not hiring a special assistant. This is not hiring a pitching coach. This is not bringing in a bullpen arm to stick in the sixth to the seventh inning. The manager is the overall face of the franchise, with the exception of your best player or two. There are a guy that you hear before games. There are a guy that you hear after games. They are the bedrock of your organization. Wouldn't you have at least a little bit of intel right before Carlos Beltran is about to, you know, get the job and go through this process and when the athletic story breaks and yet you're sitting on the info a couple months later? That is where I can't give the Mets all the credit in the world for the way they handle the situation. But regardless of that, Carlos Beltran's out. And I think for the 2020 Mets, it's probably the best possible news that you could have, despite all the nonsense that went on throughout the offseason. Because looking at what the Houston Astros are going to have to deal with, I, for one, as a Mets fan, don't know if I would want that sort of black cloud hovering around my team. When the players wearing Met uniforms had nothing to do with what was going on in Houston. From Pete Alonzo to Jacob DeGrom to Noah Syndergaard, I don't know how we go. And no, do not tell me Jake Marisnik or J.D. Davis, please. Uh, spare me on that. They were not exactly the architects and the ringleaders of what was going on with the sign stealing. And if Jake Marisnik was stealing signs... He should have done a better job of stealing sides if you've watched him swing the bat. Don't expect a whole lot out of Jake Marisnik offensively. So this athletic story that comes out on Wednesday, I think might be further validation to a lot of Mets fans out there who wanted Carlos Beltran dismissed. And it just goes to show, like the old adage in Rocky Four: if I can change, you can change, everybody can change. It's kind of the way I feel when it comes to Carlos Belchon and his prior position or the position he was supposed to have going into February, March, and beyond. Mets made the right call in saying sayonara. Now, we get to the other big story in Major League Baseball, and I have to admit, I'm sitting on a beach yesterday. I'm enjoying myself, or maybe I was at the pool. I don't even know where the hell I was at. It doesn't matter. I'm scrolling through Twitter because I'm not one of these guys that can just totally get away. I need to keep tabs on what's going on. I am addicted to that in a way. I guess it's a good thing. I can't get away. I can't disconnect. This is my life. This is my passion. This is what I do. So each and every day, even as I'm sitting on a beach or I'm sipping a cocktail, I'm scrolling through Twitter. I want to make sure I'm ready to come back and hit the ground running and Let's just say I saw the Joel Sherman tweet about the changes that are potentially going to be in play when it comes to Major League Baseball changing their playoff format. And let's just say the mojito I was sipping down almost came out of my mouth because I was like, you got to be kidding me. Baseball right now has a beautiful, perfect system In October, it does not devalue the regular season. It rewards division champions for going and doing what they need to do. 
and it puts the pressure on the wildcard team, win or go home. Simple as that. Baseball's idea, potentially, of taking two more playoff teams and putting them into the mix is beyond asinine. We know what it comes down to. It's very, very simple. Baseball's looking to put more money in their pockets. End of story. From television deals to more playoff games to more packages. Yes, there will be a lot of revenue coming in by adding additional playoff games. Nobody is debating that. Nobody is denying that. That said, you play 162 regular season games. Am I looking to devalue the regular season that much more by taking two more wild cards and throwing them into the mix? And then think about what a disadvantage it is going to be for the team that does not have the best record in the American, the National League, respectively. It's now putting you in a position where you are playing additional playoff games. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. The one element I would say that I have found somewhat intriguing is the idea of trying to draw up who your potential opponent may be. That at least has a little bit of fun and sizzle and intrigue to it. But I'm A-OK with baseball's playoff format being the way that it is. You could have looked back at the wild card era, and I'm sure some people had the same arguments that I'm making right now back in, what, 1994, 1995, whenever that first wild card came into play. But if you thought about the way baseball was constructed, you had way too many instances where deserving teams, like in 1993, you had the Braves and you had the San Francisco Giants winning over 100 games. The idea that you could have a 100-win team on the outside looking in and they're not participating in the postseason, that's not right. That, to me, doesn't make sense. So, from that standpoint, I can understand baseball saying, you know what? We're going to write this. We're going to expand our postseason by a team. That's exactly what they did. But then you ran into the problem, and we saw it plenty of times with the New York Yankees where, let's be honest, it didn't matter a whole lot if you were a division champ or you were a wild card. The Red Sox in 2003 and 2004 were wild cards. One of those years, they beat the Yankees. 2010, the Yankees and the Rays basically played the final month of the year saying, yeah, we're both in the playoffs. We got nothing to worry about. But if you were a Yankee fan, you were scared, you know what, of Cliff Lee. You're scared of Cliff Lee. So all of a sudden you're saying, you know what? There's not much of a difference being a division champ or being a wild card team. Because maybe we can avoid facing that great pitcher for an extra round. Baseball was wise to change their wild card setup to make it a disadvantage for a team that doesn't win their division. You're a team that doesn't win your division now. Can you win the World Series? Of course. We've seen teams do it. The Washington Nationals just did it last year. But you got to sweat. And you're going to have to be compromised a little bit. 
taking two additional teams and adding them into the field, it is diluting, diluting, diluting a regular season that at times can be tedious. At times, it feels like the season is never, ever going to end. And in other instances, it absolutely flies. Depends on your point of view. But the beauty of baseball, to me, has always been making the postseason is a reward. Making the postseason is an accomplishment. This is not the NBA or the NHL where you see eight teams going to the postseason and you make the postseason like whoop they do that's what makes the Knicks so incompetent that in an era of basketball in which eight teams make the postseason year after year after year, they've done so what? Four times over the last 15 or 16 years? Trust me, that's really, really hard to do. I don't want to devalue regular season baseball. I do not want to water down my postseason. And you don't have an instance like the NBA in their playoff format where you know what you're going to get. That doesn't happen very often in baseball. Yeah, in some instances, the best team will go out and win. We saw that with the Red Sox two years ago. They were the best team throughout the regular season. They won the World Series. But in many instances, you have that unpredictability. Had it last year with the Nationals. Despite all their bullpen problems, being down in the eighth inning of a wildcard game, down in the eighth inning of Game 5 at Dodger Stadium. And yeah, down three games to two in the World Series against the Astros. One in all three instances. Baseball's got a beautiful playoff format. Beautiful. Sometimes, folks, simplicity rules. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Baseball's playoff system is not broken. Baseball, who right now tries to get way too cute for their own good, They try to appeal to a demographic that, quite frankly, isn't exactly tuning in their sport anyway. I don't think looking at two additional playoff teams is all of a sudden going to get some 16-year-old kid off his iPad or off video games and is all of a sudden going to have them run into a television set. There are a lot of things we could critique about baseball. Playoff format and the playoff system. I'm sorry. It's not one of them. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.